You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. Hello and welcome to the Scottish Football Forums podcast. I'm Craig, I'm the host of the podcast and this evening we're joined by Chris. Alright guys? Guys? Guys. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Both of you here are great. Do you know what? Me and you. (laughs) Hi. That's coming a bit too automatic to me. Alright guys? It's just these people pulling Grant Hanley's and pulling it. Aye, I know. I know, I'm not happy about it. Greg said that he wasn't going to come on uh, quite early in the day, but then uh, John let us down by saying that he's not even watched the game. What's that all uh, about? Can uh, I Scotland Terrible. I know. Aye, I'm not too happy about that. He's, he's letting everyone down. Does he know? No, that's his job. Uh, as, a, as a Scotsman to be watching Scotland hump teams. Hump teams in qualification. Right. But before we get into that, I thought we should start with the charity bet, as we often do, as we often start on a negative note, the charity <laughs> bet was burst. It's burst quite early because we had an early kick-off. Because some, some games kicked off early on Saturday, which I thought was pretty sensible considering Scotland were kicking off at five. And that doesn't really give anyone a chance to, to get away from the game if it was a three o'clock kick-off. So some of them were kicking off at one. If the Aloha Hearts game kicked off at one, I might have went, but not if it's kicked off at three. I, I don't know many pubs around the Aloha area that I could have made it to the game and managed to see much of it in what fifteen minutes, about quarter to five. Is that when we we get out? Aye, just like ten to five. Yeah, aye. You could just have hooked up the lorry. You could have treated you in the, in the those brand spanking new facilities that Aloha have got. <laughs> Did he see his photos of Facebook? No, I didn't. No, he said he was going. Uh, he's going home after it. What did he get up to? No, it was. Uh, it was basically a line of chairs with nothing in front of him. So you know, some stadiums you've got the, the desk laid out for you, and you can put your laptop on it and stuff. This was like some folded chairs, and I'm just sitting there with his headset on. Oh right, right, right. No, I didn't see that. I don't think. Uh, is it? Is it still Recreation Park? Nope. Or they call it some sponsored name these days? It's the Indo Drill. Whoever Stop. they are. I don't no. know. I don't know who right. they are. So, Recreation Park then. <laughs> I had a good uh, hospitality there a few years back now, but it was really good. It was uh, a, a nice steak pie, and I can't remember what beer it was, but it was cans of beer. I quite enjoyed it. <laughs> nice and simple. That's the way it should be. Aye. That's it. That's it. Aye, we were. Uh, picking the, the man of the match and I remember a few years we're having to put our votes in it was 1-0 so it was fairly easy wasn't it you just picked the goal scorer yep <laughs> yeah aye so a charity bet he's five beat us in the early kick off because they were beating 1-0 by Clyde on a positive note four for beat Stennis Muir 3-0 so that was good Hearts burst us twice because they were 0-0 at half time and there was only one goal in that game with Eckersley scoring in the 87th minute. So it was, it was pretty poor. And to be honest, I was being a wee bit selfish in the second half when Hearts, I spotted that they were 0-0 at half time. So I thought the charity bet's done. Apart from Osmond Sobel, ignore that. 
but I thought, right, <laughs> I'll cheer on Alloa. <laughs> Give us a helping hand in the in the league, obviously, because I'm a Rangers fan. So I was getting a wee bit selfish there, but it didn't seem to happen. I see. An 87th minute goal for Osman Sol would have been nice. That, w- that would have been all right. Uh, an 87th minute for Osman So and then another two goals for Alloa, that would have been all right. <laughs> Seeing the daily records getting a bit carried away and saying, was Saturday's victory over Alloa the game that won Hearts the Scottish Championship? Ah, well, it's a bit early for that. I can, I, under, I can kind of understand the people that are going, oh, these people, it's Hearts, they're, they're, it's, it's all very good in Melbourne, they win it 5-0 and stuff like that, but it's uh, it's these grinding out a 1-0 victory. Oh, yes. Wait on it to death, that's, that's a sign of champions. It's, I always wonder what happens if two teams do that. <laughs> can they both be champions? But aye, as Gordon Strachan said about 10 times over the last few days, you don't know if that was an important game until the end of the season. Aye, true. <laughs> aye, so charity bet. And uh, we were looking prior to the, the podcast recording and the bets this coming weekend are going to be really tough. I'm going to leave even the first scorer till the end, Chris. Aye, I think so. I'm not sure at all. Too tough. So I might as well mention the big game, the humping. I called it Scotland against Georgia, where we humped them 1-0. You know, um, it's, we, I mean, that sounds like you're joking, but to be honest, we did. Right. I, I've, I've been to Scotland games nearly 25 years. I think that's maybe the most confident sort of passion uh, game I've, seen, I've ever seen Scotland play. Do you know what looked easy? It looked easy Aye. the way we were passing it about, and I was watching it thinking, why do why do we not do this more often? Why why does Rangers not do that more often? Why why are teams not able to do this? It it was nothing fancy. There was nothing really. There was nobody really skinning people. There was nothing that was nothing yeah fancy. Nothing fancy about it. But well, it was I, just good passing and moving. I don't. I, I'm not even. I wouldn't even say that because I. I think you're right about the. It was good passing and moving at times, but I, I do think on occasion the likes of Alan Hutton and uh, Andy Robertson especially were taking their men on, on the, the left and right wings, and that was good to see because they were like, when they did that they were getting the, the better of the guys they were taking on. So it was certainly creating enough, enough sort of space and chances, and it was great to see because it was a good bit of variety from Scotland. Yes. But the, the biggest problem we had was uh, it's probably the worst game I've seen Naismith have all season. So yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll give him a benefit that he had an off day if he wants to save it for Poland, then great. But uh, him and uh, Fletcher it just never quite worked. And that's where everything broke down for Scotland and that's why it only finished 1-0. On another day, Naismith is a good game. We could win that 4 or 5 now. There's one chance Naismith had and he took, it was almost half a touch whereas he should have had it first time and had it across the keeper, but he didn't. He took that wee half touch and just put himself just a wee bit wider, narrowed the angle. I, I was a bit more critical of Fletcher. I just don't think he, he gave us enough, and I, I don't think I would start him. Yeah, no, I, I would agree. I, I don't think Fletcher offered much. I think Naismith was just having an off day. I think it was two different kind of criticisms with him. But yeah, I, would, I, would, I, would, I would probably drop uh, Fletcher and I think it's, it's going to be a different game against Poland Oh very much so but I'm looking forward to it because yeah we're not going to have as much possession but see when you've got players like uh, Hutton and Robertson they're, they're full backs and yet 
uh, they were both acting as wingers. Yeah. In fact, uh, Hutton was more a winger than Maloney was. And <laughs> right. Anya's, Anya's decent on the wing as well. So that's, that's three players who have got pace to burn. And as you say, they're willing to take players on. They're willing to go on the outside and hit a ball in. Now, if we don't play with Fletcher up top, we're going to have to rely on Naismith. But it was only last weekend he scored a header. Uh, he didn't exactly have to jump for it for his for Everton, but he scored a header nonetheless. So I think it's going to be exciting, and I think that the the pace we've got on the wings, as long as Poland don't nullify us, I'm sure they'll have done their homework and they'll, they'll try their best. But I think we've got a good chance of scoring, whether we can score enough away from home, because well, Poland obviously beat Germany two 0 and what surprised me, but. Uh, I think I think it'll be tough, but I'm confident. Confident we'll score, as I say, and confident we'll put in a, a good performance based on what I've seen for the first sixty, maybe even seventy minutes at a push. Yeah, I, th- I, I, I think what I said. It's going to be two different games against Georgia. We were the team that were attacking. Georgia were quite happy to sit back and try and hit us in the counter. I think again in Poland, it's going to be a different kind of. Mentality with Scotland, we'll probably be the ones that are sitting in to make sure to try and nullify Poland because if Gordon Strachan can see anything in the game, which thanks to some expert local knowledge, I've seen everything but the first 10 minutes of the Poland Germany game. Somebody told me to wear a park near Ibrox. Aye, the secret, just keep that under your hat though, Chris. I'll not reveal it because you PM'd it on the, the board. On the, on the public forum, I yeah, on the public <laughs> forum, but uh, yeah, thanks to that, I, I did see most of the, the Poland Germany game, and their game plan was quite clearly sitting in that Germany in the counter, and they were devastating in the counter. Now, I think with the likes of Naismith and Anya and even Hutton and Robertson, we could be devastating in the counter as well. Yep, and I think that's probably what Scotland will do. It's unfortunate that Hanley is out because I would be looking at Mulgrew. And thinking, right, he's coming back into the side and he's going to be perfect for sitting in the hole and protecting the, the defence. But now with Hanley out, I'm not sure I might even put Mulgrew in centre half. Has Mulgrew been called up? Because the last, I mean, Mulgrew isn't in the squad. There wasn't in the squad to start with. I know he's been training with Celtic last week, coming back for his injury, but he has, his office hasn't played in a month. And I don't think Strachan's called him up. I think he's more likely to play maybe Reynolds. Oh right, right. I didn't know he was in the squad. I, I thought he was in the squad. Aye, because Reynolds was the the other one. But I just think, well, if Mulgrew's not in the squad, then he can't play. But I thought he would have fitted in a lot better than Reynolds. I thought he would have hit the ground running a bit more. Got a, a bit of a relationship on the go because that's unfortunate that we've been working on that relationship between yeah. Martin and Hanley. And uh, despite not being a massive fan of either. It seems to be working, the two of them. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think I'm not a big fan of the Martin and Hanley partnership myself because I don't. I think they're quite limited. But I would still have preferred it if the two of them could have played because at least there's a partnership that's developing there. You can see what the two of them are doing. I don't think either made any mistakes against Georgia either. I think the worst thing that happened was Robertson playing a bit of a slack pass at one point. But he's what, yeah. he's what, 20, 21, is he? He's, he, he's shown quite a, a few nerves against yeah. Georgia, but what was good about it, and um, uh, Marshall set him up very nicely within about 20 seconds. Just give him the ball and just let him do some simple passes to, to build up that confidence because we know he's got the talent. 
And despite those wee mistakes, I thought he had a really good game. And he was really quite brave in going forward because we've all played football. We've all, we've all got knowledge of how to hide in a game. If you're not too confident, we know how to hide and, and find yourself marked. But I thought he did really well and I think that he'll push on from that and hopefully be a wee bit more confident against Poland and beyond. Really exciting yeah, prospect. I'm just I'm trying to think. I don't see us making many changes. I think wait, I think we'll end up swapping Fletcher for Fletcher. Just obviously, uh, we'll need to swap Hanley. So if you put Reynolds in there, I still think we'll end up. When we started with Marshall and goal, you've got Hutton at right back, Robertson at left back, Martin will probably now partner Reynolds. Uh, I'm saying take Stephen Fletcher out and put Darren Fletcher in because we're probably going to switch for having the what was almost two up front with Naismith and Fletcher to probably just Naismith on his own. Yes. And then the midfield, I can still see it being Maloney, Brown, Morrison and Anya. Anya didn't train, which is a, a wee bit of a worry. I'm not sure if he was, uh, if he had a knock or whether he was just rested. If Anya is struggling, what might be another option is putting Naismith there instead and then maybe going with, I don't really want him to play Flet- uh, Stephen Fletcher, but there's other options in the bench because we saw uh, Chris Martin come off the bench towards the end of the game. Stevie May's there as well. Yeah. You know I mean? It would be, be a bit of a jump to play Stevie May in this game, but it might suit him. Yeah, uh, Maloney, I'd, I don't know, he just didn't impress me as much in uh, a, a, <laughs> a pacey. Well. <laughs> I took his goal well, yeah. yeah but he just doesn't, because I'm thinking ahead to the, to the Poland game and I'm thinking that we're going to need pace. And he, he just didn't show that against Georgia, so I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I thought I thought he took his goal well. <laughs> At least he got that one on target. There was a couple that he had oh, that I, were I know, just right. ballooned. Uh, the set pieces weren't great either. But yeah, it was a lot uh, of wasted set pieces, I thought. Yeah. See his goal. I had money on Hanley to score first because there was a, a, a offer on the McBookie site. And it was better five and if it lost, you got the five mm-hmm. back. So mm-hmm. I thought I'll put that five on something exciting. So I went for Hanley for scorer at thirty to one, and then I seen the the shot went hit the keeper, and I thought it hit Hanley, and was crawling over the line. And I seen Fletcher about to pounce, and I was saying, "Don't, don't kick it, don't it. kick it." <laughs> <laughs> but uh, obviously it didn't happen. But I was, I was happy enough with the the goal. Uh, see, I had, I had the same bet, but uh, well, I had the, the same make the bookie offer. They put a fiver on and see if it wins. And I said to you earlier in the week, it'll either be one 0 to Scotland or maybe two one. <laughs> so I wasn't sure whether to go for the one 0 or go for the bo- Scotland to win and both teams to score. And of course, yeah. I went for Scotland and both teams to score. <laughs> and as, as as the game went on, it started standing at Ibrox thinking this is going to be one 0 and I know I'm going to lose this bet. <laughs> yeah, I also had the the both teams to score bet as well. Uh, another bookie. I wanted to mix it up though, rather than put all my eggs in one basket. Uh, so how well, was Ibrox then? That was quiet, unfortunately. There's too yep. many empty seats. Yeah, it looked that way on the telly as well. Yeah, I, I, it's, I mean, I'm a 35,000 or something we were talking about, which, according to SPL stats, is the lowest attendance for a Scotland competitive match since a dead rubber in 2001, yep. when we were already out. So that's... The SFA have got to look at that and think, maybe we did make a mistake with these uh, 
ticket prices. Having said that, I wouldn't be surprised if SFA go thirty-five thousand paid those ticket prices. Hooray! Yeah. The biggest, the, the biggest problem though was uh, I was hearing people saying that you couldn't get a concession ticket. So if you wanted to take a kid to that game and hadn't bought the concession season ticket, you were looking at forty-five quid for a kid, which is extortion. They've, they've got to look at these for the further the, the, the games that are still to come because if they don't see any, if they don't see an improvement in ticket prices, are we really going to get any more than thirty five thousand at Celtic Park for the, the Ireland or England games? Maybe get a few more because people like, well, I know there'll be an interest in the England threat game, but it's still a friendly. I just don't know if there's room for manoeuvre because uh, they've set their stall out by uh, naming the price in their season tickets, so they don't want to be upsetting. Uh, the fans like yourself who have already shelled out because if they do that then you might not do it again you might not shell out again yeah. uh, through fear of them uh, reducing the prices and missing out on a, an offer so I, I don't know I think they're going to be stuck there's talk of the Gibraltar game £45 as well yeah I mean that, the SF, that's one of the things the SFA say they don't set it on the opposition they set it on seats and stadium so it's it's the one price for all the all the teams. So who's going to pay forty five quid to see the Gibraltar game? Gibraltar, who many are questioning whether they they should be allowed to be in the group as it is. Never mind paying that money to see them. Ah, it was what the seven now or something. Thumped them. Aye, was it Keane scored a hat trick in something like seventeen like minutes? minutes. It was, <laughs> aye, aye. Uh, but uh, there's a few folk mentioned to me that perhaps there should be a, a pre-qualifying qualifying. They do that. What's the what's the confederation the Americans are in? Is that Concacaf. Cornwall. Ah, yep. One of them. Okay. Ah, right. Yeah. It's the South American one, maybe. Oh, I don't know. Concacaf sounded sounded familiar. It's one of them. Anyway, just say it's one of them. Aye. Ah, it's one of the, they do that and that like the the Caribbean islands, for instance, all have to pre-qualify before they can even meet what the likes of the US and Mexico and Canada. So there, there is kind of probably an argument that they should do that in UEFA because we're up to about fifty-four or something, fifty-five maybe, member states. And there's talk uh, is it Monaco joining as well? Oh for goodness sake! How many more are we going to get? Yeah, I'm not sure uh, what the Monaco international size like. Because I did well. First of all, I didn't know they had one. But there's somebody <laughs> in the forum mentioned uh, Monaco joining UEFA, and I thought, mm-hmm, my club side joining UEFA, that's not really going to work. How is this? But no. No, the, the, the other thing that could happen is the. Um, I know Spain will not like it, but if the, the Catalans all vote for independence, there's already a Catalan football team. They don't. They're not official, but the, the, the setup's already there. It wouldn't take too much for that to be become a football team in UEFA. Especially if Catalonia like Catalonia want to get independence, and then if that kicked off, you can see the rest of Spain breaking up because the Basques want it, and they want their own football team. And uh, it wouldn't surprise me if some of the islands want to have their own football team as well. So you end up playing the Canary Islands. Actually, that's not a bad idea. <laughs> let's get let's get the Canaries in there. <laughs> uh, one of the members of UEFA, and then we can all disappear off there for the holidays. Arrange a Scotland friendly in November. I, I just don't think that there's there's enough dates in the international calendar. We're already pushing it a bit. No, I know. But, I, but I, I don't know. So the game tomorrow night's Sky Sports 5, the home of European football. Make sure you activate your channel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which is still appearing. 
<laughs> oh, I had a red button, make sure you activate your chip. Does, anybody act, does it matter if you activate it? I don't even know. I don't know, I did it, so I couldn't save Try. it. So did I. It's kind of hard to tell, but uh, it's, uh, it's, been, it's been good, actually. I mean, what do you think of this week of football concept? Because this is, what, Monday night we're recording this, and it's the fifth night in a row there's been international football. No, it's, it's taken a wee bit for me to get used to it. But it's been great. It's al- there's always been something to watch. I mean, I was watching uh, Holland before we started this, and they were getting beat 2-0 off Iceland. They've been rotten. Yeah, I, stuff, you know. I was watching a wee bit of Kazakhstan. Who were they playing earlier? Czech Republic is it earlier on? 4-2, yeah. 4-2, yep. I, I do like it. I, I do. It was something that I missed when they originally changed the the TV slots and they made it, rather than just the, the Wednesday, Saturday, or Saturday, Wednesday. Uh, when they changed that, I was a bit upset because I used to get a full day of football and then they changed Aye. it so all the slots were on the Friday night. Aye, they were they... all on a Saturday and I just didn't like that because sometimes you're getting a weekend with no football whereas Aye. now if, there's games surprising me because I, I, I don't realise that they're on as you say a week of football I, I don't the, the realise there's that many lasting. slots what they, what they seem to have done is there's two distinct halves of the week so there's Thursday, Friday, Saturday and that's one half and then there's Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and that's the other half. Now, what they did last month was there just wasn't any Thursday, Friday, Saturday games. So you ended up having the weekend before with a club football, and then you were waiting all the way to Sunday night at five o'clock before you get a game of international football, and it was on for the next three days. It's worked much better this month because we've had the two sets, and we've started on Thursday night, and you were able to watch England and San Marino or something like that was one of the games. Oh, and right, then that was a very good time. Uh, Wales played on the Friday night, I think. It was North Meach or something like that. And then the Scotland game was Saturday. And then yesterday we were back into England playing Estonia. Monday night at the moment we've got the likes of Wales playing Cyprus and Holland getting beat off Iceland. And then Scotland game's tomorrow night. And then we'll get a few days off before we're back into uh, domestic football again. I quite like it. And I like yeah. the fact Sky, like you pick what game you like to watch. Because if you think, oh, I don't know, I like to watch England, I just, oh, red button. So the Champions League is great. Yep, that's it. And once people get used to it, because I'm sure there's going to be others like me that that have been surprised that there's been so many games on. Once you get used to it, it's going to be like the Champions League that you know uh, before you even start. That is, the games are on Tuesday, Wednesday. You know, Europa League's on the Thursday. So you know if you're sitting wanting to watch football, you go and put the channel on and something will come up. Uh, so the next, next round of games, I'm going to be a bit more savvy. I'm going to be ready for it. Because the England game, for example, surprised me. The San Marino, I knew about that one. But the Estonia game, it was only near the end, really, that I, I spotted it. Uh, oh, the San Marino game, that was terrible. Uh, San Marino were terrible. England weren't very good. Uh, I liked the penalty. That guy really did try to kick the when he head off. <laughs> Aye, that's kind of schoolboy stuff, isn't it? That's what it was like. Okay. But anyway, I'll be watching the, the Poland game tomorrow. I guess it's a win-win for you, Chris. You'll be cheering on whatever happens. No, no, no. I, I, I was, I've been saying this to a few people already. I'm Scottish. Right? It was really, really hard for me to even consider supporting Germany because it would be better for Scotland. And I was absolutely... I mean, see when Poland scored the second goal, I broke out the vodka. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, celebrating this. This is brilliant. Yeah. But on, on Tuesday night, there's no doubt in my mind I want Scotland to win. Good. 
good. I, I had the, a guy, uh, he didn't sound Polish to me, but a guy talking about the, the Germany result going, ah, it was good, it was good. I couldn't believe this. I said, what do you mean? What do you mean it's good? It's throwing the group wide open. It means that we're going to have to go to Poland and, and get something. A draw is the minimum now, because I, I can't see us beating Germany. I know we played well against them in the first game. but the, ah, It's a Hamden, though. We'll get what Hamden was saying. Aye, the Hamden. We'll, in fact, we'll just gub Poland as well, since they'll, they'll be all cocky. Ah, we beat the Germans, eh? Aye, so my, my dad's been having a laugh with that one, because... They've all been saying, oh, it's the first time that Scotland, eh, sorry, that Poland have beaten Germany in the history. And my dad keeps saying, no. They just airbrushed East Germany out. They beat them, what, 7 1 in the Olympics once? That's <laughs> <laughs> a good point. What would you do with East German scores? Yep. I, I mean, I, I said this when they, they won the World Cup. This is the first time East Germany's won the World Cup. Because I the other three been... times it, it was a German win, it was a West Germany team that won. Yeah, they have been forgotten. You know, I, fact, I think it was one of those World Cups. I think one of the World Cups that West Germany won, East Germany played in the World Cup. Maybe seventy four. When it was in Germany. Ah, uh, way before my time. I say I watched, watching... I FIFA World Cup movies during the, the summer because BBC showed them all. Oh, aye, aye, I remember them, yeah. I saw so Scotland. I'll be having a couple of cans of tenants on Tuesday night. So moving away for the international games and and kinda Scottish football related, but Neil Lennon, he didn't go to Saudi Arabia after all, and he signed on at Bolton. No, he won't. I mean, can you imagine him, ginger man, in Saudi Arabia? He'd melt. <laughs> can you get sun cream in your contract? <laughs> <laughs> Apologies to anybody I've just offended there. It might be ginger hair. Not exactly. Uh, purely Wally. Aye. Aye. Do, do you know anybody with ginger hair that actually does well on the sun? Because I don't. No, I don't think I don't it's, think it's possible. Some some stereotypes just seem to be actual fact. <laughs> so I was hearing it's a three-year deal, but I'm guessing it's a three-and-a-half-year deal. Um, it's three and three quarters. Aye. Aye. Because it's kind of between half and a full year now. So I suppose three and three quarters. But yeah, it's... Um, it's an interesting appointment. It's interesting. I think that I've I've long said that he should try and prove himself. Now he done well at Celtic, uh, not by winning the league, but by by performing well in Europe. I thought he's he's got that ticked. So going going somewhere else and proving that he can take another side at whatever level and be successful with them, I I think he should do that to prove himself. And Bolton's a tough one. Because they're sitting bottom of the, the championship. Aye. And I, I don't know if there's going to be much glory in that. I think that trying to keep them in that league this season and maybe build for a, a playoff push next season, that might even be a, a step too far. But with a three-year deal, it seems to be some confidence in them from the, the board. And he might be given that time. I'm surprised that he's got Mialbe back. Yeah, he left wanting to be a manager, and now has he given in with that? Is this him saying that he, it's not going to happen? I would have thought he's all right for money. I, I wouldn't have thought he would be desperate after just a couple of months looking and not getting anything. Uh, is he excited by the prospect of working at Bolton? I don't know. I'm surprised at that. And well, Gary Parker, that's I think that's an obvious one. You want to take guys that you know with you. 
I kind of get the impression that Lennon and Mjolby both left Celtics thinking, right, I'm going to try something new. And they've been sitting about waiting to see if anybody gives them offers and nothing's come along. Because I, from a Neil Lennon perspective, I don't really understand what he's doing at Bolton. Because he left Celtic because he had, I'm assuming because he had very little control over finances. Bolton are skint. Bolton are in serious debt. And have pretty much spent all their parachute money for the Premiership as well. So, if he gets anything to spend at Bolton, I'll be very surprised. He's going to need to work under a tight budget, that much is sure. So, he seems to have gone from a tight budget at Celtic to possibly an even tighter budget at Bolton. In a league, well, like the last I checked championships was the sixth richest league in the, the world. I'm sure that was the start, but it's right the fact it's the second tier in England. It's, it's one of the richest in the world. So, money's a big issue in England. So to be at a club that doesn't have any is going to be a massive challenge in itself. He's going to need to find something in the Bolton team that's there already because even if he does get any money, he can't spend it for a couple of months yet. So yep. he's going he's going to have to claw back. They're already five points adrift of Wigan outside the you know, the next team outside of the uh, the relegation zone when they're eleven games into the season. So he's got what thirty five games I think forty six game season in the Championship. So he's got 35 games to get him out of that relegation zone. Yeah, one thing he had... With a team of journeymen, really. One thing he had at Celtic was, uh, regardless of the the finances, he had the pool that was Celtic. Yeah. uh, You could sign players because they've grown up as a Celtic fan, and this isn't just folk grown up in Glasgow, this is folk from... Uh, Scotland, uh, even out with Scotland, Rangers did it with Nacho Novo. He said he grew up a Rangers fan. And <laughs> oh, Wayama grew up as a, a Celtic fan in, uh, in Africa as well. That's why he went to the number 67 in his back when he came. <laughs> Aye, so you've got that pool. But I just can't see that same thing with Bolton. Yeah. No, I'm, I, 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 one of the pools of Celtic is this, you can bring in the young players and you can come to Celtic, play one of the arguably the top level if they get to the Champions League and then mm-hmm. they can jump down to England and get big money there, even at a, a lower kind of Premiership team. Where's Bolton pulling in? Yep, yep. Bolton a couple of seasons ago were a Premiership team, but now things don't improve, they're going into League One. But it's a challenge. It's everyone who plays football manager knows what it's like. You, you, there's times you go Real Madrid, Barcelona, but then there's also times you go Sterling Albion because you're like, I want to work on a shoestring. I want to prove myself. Am I any good at this game? And on a personal level, I'm not any good at the game. And I lose oh, and I terrible. then have to go a big team again. But it's a challenge. And that's what I, I long, long said that's what he should do. He should prove himself because if he gets this right, then the next step could be yeah. to a, a very big team. That's kind of what I was thinking because, as I was saying this to uh, Scott at the footyblog.net, he's done a, a pretty good blog on Neil Lennon going in. He can't really understand it either. But one of the things I was saying to him was, maybe he's looking at the Bolton gig as a short-term thing. I know he signed the, the three-and-three-quarter-year three contract, or whatever it is we're going to call it. But if it fails, that'll protect him because you'll still get a payoff for that big contract. Yep. But if he succeeds and he can start pulling Bolton away from there, maybe this is what he needs. Maybe this is the, the shop window in England because a lot of English people will be looking at it going, ah, you did it Celtic, but what challenge did you have? You beat Barcelona, did you do anything else? It's Whereas bad if enough he goes to Bolton and, and he can pull, 
Yeah, exactly. When there's only one, you're thinking, yep. yeah, you get it. You want a one horse race. Well done. But the, the likes of Bolton, if he manages to pull them up a bit, then people might go, well, maybe there is something in winning because he did it at Celtic. Now he's doing it at Bolton. Maybe I'll give him the chance. And maybe six months' time, someone higher up than Bolton comes along, maybe a, a struggling Premiership team come along and go, well, what we did for Bolton? Can you do that for us? So maybe that's what he's gambling on. Aye, aye. Interesting anyway. He's playing Birmingham on Saturday. Yeah, oddly. Um, Alan Thompson's a coach at Birmingham. <laughs> aye. That'll aye, be interesting it's... to see the two of them. Aye, it's a shame it's not on the telly because I, I had a wee look. But I'm guessing it's yeah, quite late in the day. Uh, might be on the... The football league show, or whatever it is in BBC, you know, that thing was on after match of the day and a Saturday night. Aye. Aye. Right, so that's us done the Scotland game, Neil Lennon, and there was other football at the weekend as well. The Hibs game has received a lot of attention on Twitter because of the penalty and whether the ball crossed the line or not. Because I don't know if you've seen the, the image that's doing well, the not. What was this? Oh, there's an image of the, the ball quite clearly crossing the line, or so people say. But I've looked at this image, and I, I don't know, I can't tell. But there's conspiracy theorists looking at this and, and just saying it's not good enough. But I'll maybe uh, post it in the forum for you, Chris, to have a look at. But aye, it's a, it's a screen screenshot of a, a grainy picture that doesn't, that doesn't tell me whether the ball crossed the line or not. But anyway, they drew... And then the papers like the Daily Record are then obviously getting worked up and thinking, oh, is that them burst again? Is that all these exaggerations? Like, it's too early in the season to get carried away either way. And on Friday night, Wraith Rovers could beat 4-3 off Cunha South. Yes, yeah, BBC Alba. Hi, Alba are showing another game this coming weekend, which is good. Yeah, picking up the Livingston Hibs game. And uh, that's uh, Petrofac training cup finalist Livingston because they beat Stranraer 5-4 on penalties. Aye, the strangest competition in Scotland. Yeah, because meanwhile, the other half of the draw, Rangers are still in the quarterfinals. <laughs> Aye, we're, we're playing it a wee bit roundabout. Is it East Fife or something? East Fife on Tuesday 21st. And if so the winner of that will play Alwa in Recreation Park. Indo drill. Yeah, yeah, recreation park. <laughs> Not buying us. <laughs> I think it's all right, Indo drill. Get, ah, get money for park. nothing. Ah, exactly, because people like me will still call it recreation park. <laughs> yep, yep. I'm only calling it Indo drill because I find it interesting. Because I know the name, I don't know what Indo drill does. No idea. No idea. So they're getting the brand awareness half out there. I'm, I'm going to guess the drill stuff. Well, it's an Indo Drill Stadium and the Petrofac Training Cup semi final. Aye, Petrofac, I don't get that. I don't get that you would call a cup the Training Cup. That makes it sound as if it's like, it's no, no the real cup. It's no, it's a Didier Cup. Aye. Right, the Indo Drill Group is a leading drilling contractor. Specialised drilling services to the mining, <laughs> exploration, and construction industries. I see that they go hand in hand with football. Do you know, it's it's pretty obvious now now that I see it. Yeah. 
it's a ten years oh, no, six figure deal. It's, it's, a, it's a very good point though because they do go hand in hand with Scottish football because one of the key points of Armageddon was drilling <laughs> and, and we know how this is Armageddon since all the trouble happened at Rangers Aye, we are in the middle of Armageddon Aye, aye. we're in the middle of Armageddon with you, you've paid money to go to Ibrox and sitting in the home end I know it's, 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 I'll tell you what the Copeland Road end is in a much better nick than the Brimwood Road end just my personal experience. Uh, I'm, I'm, I've always been convinced that Brox has been a bit of a dump when the time I've been one. I don't know why. He's just giving us a dump in a stand. <laughs> yeah, you know, I've never been in the, the Copland Road. I've been it's in the Brimlone, but not for a Rangers game. Well, you should try and experience the difference between the two because the Copland Road ends a lot better. The Rangers end, Copland Road. It's the one stand that hasn't been named because you've got the family stand, you've got the Sandy Jardin stand, and you've got the Bill Struth stand. Yep. Yeah. Aye, there's I, was no that, many I was people. in quite early. I, I broke it on Saturday there, so I was looking a bit. <laughs> there's not many people call it the, the Sandy Jardin or the Bill Struth. No, because it's the main stand and the Govan stand, isn't it? Yep. Yep. Yeah. But anyway, they're named that nonetheless. Will we do the predictions for the Premiership games? Yeah, because we're, we're back to... Friday night oh. football. Oh yeah, Hamilton Aberdeen. Aye, it's on BT1. Excellent. Derek Gray back to work. Top of the table, Hamilton. Fresh for Gubb and Celtic one now. Sort of. Can you still be fresh after the international break? Oh well, all the call-ups that they will have had. Oh, uh. <laughs> what's it? What's the guy that you, uh, plays for Motherwell? Uh, Anya, Wagama. Both Yama. of them featured against. Both yeah. of them featured against England. Aye. <laughs> I, did, I, 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 did, I know. I don't think Anya's at Motherwell anymore, but it did lead me to jokingly saying that that's embarrassing for England. Imagine only beating Motherwell one now in Europe. Because I was trying to keep a track of what internationals. It's tough, because there's not that many. Right, anyway, Hamilton against Aberdeen, I'm going to go for one apiece. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm thinking as well. 1-1. One, one. Apiece. Then on Saturday, lunchtime, 12.45, Sky Sports 3, we've got Ross County against Celtic. Perfect time for a kick-off for that one, because for the travelling fans. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody loves trekking all the way up with A9 for a lunchtime kick-off on a Saturday. 2-1 Celtic for me. Uh, I'm going 2-0 Celtic because it's about time we got off running with a decent result for a change. So 2-0 will do me. Ross County are not doing as well as they can be. Dundee United against Partick Thistle. Going to go Dundee United 3-1. That should be fun, this game. Two tend to score goals. So. Dundee United get beaten in the last game, didn't they, against Kilmarnock? It was on telly. Aye, I had money on on them. Yep. Right. So yeah, they'll be due a win, I think. Daddies. I'll say two one Dundee United. Motherwell against Dundee. If Greg was here, I think he would be telling us to go for an away win, so I'll I'll listen <laughs> to him, even though he's not said anything. I'll go two one Dundee. I don't know, I think uh, there are two teams it'll be 
hoping to bounce back for the international break because I don't think they were doing too well going into it. I'll go one apiece. See, Dundee haven't really been doing much wrong. No. So I think they're going to go on a wee bit of a run, but whether that starts this weekend is another thing. St Johnson against Kilmarnock. I'm in the halfway Kilmarnock after I lost money in the Dundee United game. I'm going to go St Johnson 2 1. Nah, I'm going the other way. I'm going. I'm. It's just I go 1 0 or I go 2 1. I'll go 2 1 Kilmarnock. It'll be tight, but I think I'll win it. St Mirren Inverness. I'm going to go 2 0 Inverness. Yep, same with me. 2-0 Inverness. Now, it's at this point normally, Chris, where I say, right, OK, it's all become clear. The charity bet's picked itself because I can look at the results and I can see that we've predicted heavily in favour of a, a team. But apart from the Inverness St Mirren game, there's nothing really jumping out. We both went for Celtic to win. The odds are going to be rubbish. All right. We both went for Dundee United to win at home. The odds for that are okay. It's worth keeping it right, at 4-5. We didn't agree on who's winning the Kilmarnock game. Inverness 65 and they're away from home. I don't know if that's enough to tempt me. Inverness 65, I'd go with that, definitely. You'd go with that? Inverness? Aye. Aye. Oh, aye. Inverness is one of the banking we're going to. Well, we both went 2-0. It's yep. just the odds. That's certainly very attractive. Uh, 60, I, I'm only at positive odds because then you, you couple it in with another game or two and you tend to get decent yep. rewards. So. Don't get too greedy. Oh, no, no, no. What's done United? 4 to 5. Uh, 65 and 4 to 5. Right, well, if we put a 10 on that, those two games alone, it's £39.60. So that's pretty good. That's just a bad day. I don't, I'm not seeing anything else is jumping out of me. The lower leagues are just a write-off for me. I'll be lucky oh, to pick a first goal scorer on that. The lower leagues are terrible. I'm looking at uh, Hearts. Hearts at home with Dumbarton. At home, but then it's 3-10. to 10. Oh, pff, no I'm not touching that. Rangers at home to Wraith Rovers. Uh, I think Rangers will comfortably win that, but then it's 1-3. to three. Which Rangers do win and both teams to score? Well... I'm not sure what the bookies are going to say, but I think that's that's a shoo-in for the both teams to score. Right, so no, Wraith Rovers were rotten the last time we played Rangers. Uh, they were. Part, so, uh, so, they were yeah. rotten. It's we'll that, evens. So no, is that, I would... Ugh, nah. No. Obviously, Hibs is on the telly. Not a big game to watch. I wouldn't have put money on it, though. No. Don't firm on forfers, another biggie in the League One, but again... Would they touch that one? Top of the table, yeah. Forfar's really good odds. But I don't know about that, but I'm firm on that. That's a, that's a big game, but it's, it's just nothing in that division at all. I would even consider putting money. Sterling's the house mirror. I mean, that's bottom and second bottom. Eardrain and Peter Reid, 68. It's just. These fixtures are horrendous. <laughs> f- Aye. Who's our broth playing? Our broth are at home to East Sterling. My bros are going good guns. They are, but I don't know. There's your, there's the first goal scorer, maybe McManus. Our bros. Aye, but our bros are one to two. I'm not that keen on them. No, I'm not that keen on them either. I'm thinking McManus and our bros being the first goal scorer. Though. 
Aye, we can go with that then. Right, so we would just stick with the double Inverness and Dundee United. Aye, I think so. I'm not seeing anything better. No. I'm quite tempted uh, for the Dunfermline game. I'm quite tempted to go in for for uh, myself. Aye, uh, I wouldn't risk a charity bet on it. No, but almost 3-1. When uh, away to Dunfermline, when Furfer are sitting top, they're going well, but I think Dunfermline are only a point behind them, so I think it's it's, it's been a good game to watch. Yep. If, you, if you get nothing better today on Saturday, get yourself out East End Park. I'm old neighbour. Big stadium. Dale Hilson plays for Furfer. He's joint top scorer in that league. Right, Inverness. 65 and Dundee United 45. £10 on at McBookie returns £39.60. And for first scorer in the Arbroath game, what's the guy's name? McManus. McManus. We had a bet on him, was it a couple of weeks back? Must have been about three weeks back. Uh, I think we did, aye. He got a hat-trick against Montrose in the Scottish Cup. Two of which came after extra time. And he also got the first goal of the game. Right. After just four minutes, so I think he's a good bet. Right, we'll go with that. Can I remember what his actual name is? No, I'll tell you what. And as a wee side, I might... Paul McManus, as the man. I might put a wee bet on four for myself. Because the odds, because I don't like to put too much logic into my gambling, but the odds seem seem too good for a team that's sitting above the other team. A wee for him, a point ahead of him. It's too dodgy for my liking. Oh, for the charity bet, oh, I'm not touching it for that. Nah, even, even for main money. <laughs> <laughs> I'm used to I'll, losing I'll, money. I've got a £5 free bet, remember? Aye, same here. I'm not sure what I'm going to do with it. I don't know hmm. if it's worth risking it for the the game tomorrow night, Poland well, against the Scotland. The, the last time I got a free bet for McBookie, I stuck it on Celtic to win and both teams to score, and Celtic won 2 1. So it was, it was a, a worthwhile bet, but uh-huh. I don't think I'll be doing that this time because I've already predicted 2 0 Celtic. <laughs> Scotland 4 to 1 tomorrow mm. night. I think that's. Mm. I, think I'm, I think I'm steering clear in tomorrow night's game as it comes to betting. <laughs> Aye. Unless my bookie have got another offer. <laughs> I hopefully they do, because that offer was good. Really? They are really good for offers. And, and you know what? They, they differentiate themselves from other bookies by giving decent offers for existing customers. Yeah, they, I, mean, I like the enhanced bets for new customers. That's quite a clever idea. But giving, like you say, giving existing customers some offers is really good as well, because I don't usually bet in like a five or an N. No, but and you, you, the you fact don't have to jump through hoops. No, that's that. Just you, you put a bet on, and they put it in as a free bet. Free They're really good. Here, it's simple. Put your bet on. That's it. You see, when you go to Betfair, they give you your money back, but you need to choose your trigger. And the triggers are like, has the game ever been seven-one at all? Has has there been a yellow card given to both keepers? It's really oh. obscure triggers. Like we could just give you. Aye, much easier. Yeah. I'm, I'm a big fan of it, Bookie. I know like, they give us a charity bet, which is fantastic, and that alone is enough for me to use them, but 
they're actually a really good, like you say, they're really good offers and well, really I, I, offers, which is good. I use and them would, myself, and I, I don't have to. Yeah, uh, I they're good. It's good. Them and them and uh, Betfair are the two that I use. Uh, I'm not a big betting person, so I've only got the one. Oh, I've got too many, Chris. <laughs> too many. Well, I think that's us covered everything, unless there's something you want to cover. No, I think that's me done. Not be. Well, I like to mention. Back to Scotland. Let's see what up. The lack of pie, you didn't have a pie, so... I didn't have Ibrox. a pie. I, I did jokingly suggest that was because I wasn't spending money at Ibrox, but in all reality, I forgot to go to the cash machine before I went in. They could have gave you a tick. They're good like that, Ibroxes. Aye, but then I'd need to have gone back to give them money. That's not happening. There's only one Scotland game at Ibrox. Ah, Chris, you're next, on the Next turn. month's games are at Celtic Park. You're on the turn, I know it. Nah. We're talking about how nice it was. Seeing how it's got nicer lately. I I think you're on the top. I said I, I said at the end of us at the weekend there was better than the one I usually go to. <laughs> You've got your own parking space as well. I I do I know where to park next to me to go there. I it's just round the <laughs> corner for the for the guys that'll watch your car for a fiver, so you don't get hassled by them. Ah. there was a mental woman though that was uh, telling somebody on the phone, don't you be bringing your Danish pieces in here at my German door. <laughs> I don't even know what that means but it was just that's the line that stuck in my head as we were walking by she was yelling on the phone don't you be bringing your Danish pastries to my German door <laughs> is that code? is that code? I'm not sure if it's naughty, code I don't know. or if it's the greatest racism I've ever heard <laughs> or <laughs> if she just really doesn't want Danish pastries <laughs> aye I don't know. I'm going to have to Google this. I think you could have got us in trouble. I think we broke some laws by saying that. I think so. I That's not the views of the, the Scottish Football <laughs> Forums podcast. <laughs> but a drug dealer coming in and the right. <laughs> Here's our podcast. What do you want? <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for coming on, Chris. You didn't let us down, like John and Greg. I always, always ready. Always ready to play for my country. Right, and I'll speak to you next week. Yep. Cheers. Cheers. Bye. <laughs>